Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. This is episode 55 of season 1. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God, what He's put on my heart to teach, and to help a lost and dying world and help Christians that may be struggling in this world. Hallelujah. God is good and He's good all the time. Today's podcast, we're going to be studying on our all of our book, Faith, Hope, and Courage in Changing Times. We're going to look at what just happened to me and my family and my wife's family a couple weeks ago. When a believers die, and we're going to look at some thoughts on that, how we, you know, we should feel and what we should do. Then. In our God Teaches Us in Different Ways segment, we're going to be sharing a story out of a Sunday school packet that I got, my mother-in-law got from her church before she died, and it's a little insert called a weekly journal, live week, a weekly journal of practical Christian living. And we're going to talk about help those in need. That's what the story is about. And then we're going to have our praying requests and closing remarks segment. And then we'll close. But So we got a lot to get to here today. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you to be with this podcast. Let everything is said be done the way you want, not the way we want. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'll be right back after these messages. If you want to know all about sports information, go to YouTube. Go to the search bar and type it, charge it to the game podcast. And you will get all the information you need about the world of sports. This podcast on YouTube is on YouTube. I am a describer and I recommend this podcast to you. Describe to them today and again get all caught up on the world of sports. Go to YouTube and type in charge it to the game and describe and you will get exactly that. And let me tell you something, Saints. I do describe for that, this podcast. I do use it so my dad can bond and I can bring him up to date on things that the Lord, um, not the Lord, but things that the sports are doing. So he's up to date because he's not computer savvy. And especially during the time of the pandemic where the games weren't on and or this or that and he wanted the information and so I was keeping them informed with this or that. And it brought a way for us to the bond. So I do recommend this podcast and use it for them. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. And we're going to start our Bible study. So if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to open them up. To the book of First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, 
First Thessalonians. Chapter number four, First Thessalonians, chapter number four. And we're going to look at verse number 13. In fact, we're going to pick it up in verse 1 to 13. And it says, Forevermore then be then we beseech you brethren and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as we have received of us now ye ought to walk and to praise please God so ye would abound more and more for we know what commandments we give you by the Lord Jesus for this is the will of God even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctifying and honor not in the lust of conspicuous even as the Gentile which which not know not God this that no man goes beyond defraud his brother in any matter because that the Lord is the avenger of such as we also have forewarned you and testify for God has not called us into uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore has despised, despised not man, but God who has also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love is need, not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, quick, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you. They ye may walk honestly towards them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to do, to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. So basically what this scripture is telling us here is some of the stuff that we're not really going to cover. But I will share it because it is part of the word of God. It's telling us how, now that we are saved, how we need to live for God. Everything we do, everything we say, everything we are, everything we are in our being needs to be for God. So when we come to the last days, as they were talking about, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which we have hope. And basically what we're going to be sharing He's telling us that we shouldn't really be sorrowful for a Christian because they did all this and lived for God because they are in heaven. All right? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. 
okay? Because let me tell you something, saints. The title of this Bible study today is When a Believer Dies. Our cultures make death a subject to avoid or to speak with gloom, okay? In other words, there's something as, Christ, as, something as human beings that we don't want to talk about. Last night, I was watching a show and it was dealing with death. And the son of this guy snuck into the place where the corpse was, the dead person was, and he wanted to sneak a peek. Well, his dad caught him going in, so he snuck in to go get him. And then when he saw his son, he said, what are you doing? And scared the kid because he thought the guy was talking to him until he realized it was his dad. Now, this father did the right thing next. It's because a lot of people, a lot of people keep kids from learning the truth about dead. Okay? He wanted to see the guy, so his dad said, okay, let's go look at him. And, this, and, he, and the dad took time to answer the kids' questions. But like I said, our culture is geared on to avoid or speak of the groom. But we got to learn, we got to speak of it, we got to deal with it, because one, we got to prepare our kids for it. I know some people, when they came to be an adult, and when they came to funerals, they freaked out because really freaked out because their parents sheltered them from it. Now, it's bad enough when a Christian, when a person dies and we don't think he knows the Lord. That means this person's going to go by what the Bible tells us to shell Hades or the, or the, the hell. And that is something that's very hard on people to deal with when they know that their sons or their daughters or their aunts or their uncles or their mom or their dad didn't display a truth for Christ, didn't go to church, or maybe lived an atheist life. Now, we don't know exactly what happened at the end time because they might have made a decision before they died. And the reason I'm stating that because the way I found my mother-in-law, I was the one that found her a few weeks ago. Her hand was reaching out towards the chair like someone was sitting there. She was, she was peaceful looking and her eyes was fixed on the chair like where the person's face would be sitting. And I believe the ones that come to get the ones to go to heaven was there and they were comforting her and helping her because she was at peace. It didn't look violent. It didn't sound like a violent dying. And let me tell you something, saints. I know she went to heaven because she was a godly woman. So that tells me maybe at the time they do have a choice to make at the end. You might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what if they're shot down with a gun? That's true. 
there is look like there's sometimes that people won't have a choice but that's why we need to make decisions before we get put in any of those kinds of situations because let me tell you something brethren saints dear sisters we're not promised tomorrow we're not even promised a minute from now anything could happen we should have our life ready for Christ to go with him if we go with him God's word tell, makes death clear and unthreatening for those who trust Christ brothers and sisters we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like the people who have no hope and the people who have no hope are the ones that died in their sins not making their self right so in other words we don't have to worry about that with them we should be thankful for that because the Bible tells us and that's what Psalms 116 verse 15 that they have a way to go they're safe in heaven if they're a Christian you know they're a Christian they're in heaven and they're waiting for you we could go to other parts of the Bible like in the book of Acts I believe talking about the great crowd of witnesses and I believe that's just not God and Jesus and and other people and angels looking down I believe our ancestors are looking down at us and it says they're encouraging us when we run that race of life and I believe my mother-in-law is up there right now she might be a little sad in what's going on between her son what's going on with her daughter right now but she's encouraging me Ruth and Paul and everybody <coughs> excuse me my allergies are acting up to go and come before the Lord and now she's counting on the Christians in the family to bring the ones that she didn't make get to get to heaven let me tell you something Saints the Bible also tells us that when she gets to heaven when they get to heaven their work on earth is done it's completed now they can rest we all have an assignment for the Lord on this earth but when God takes you home that means everything that he wanted you to do was completed and the most of our primary mission is going out and shining our light to the people that God wants us to shine our light to and even in death our light is shining even in our last days our lights are shining and let me tell you something saints my mother-in-law up to the day she died was talking about Jesus talking about going home she did everything witnessing that she could do and if she went home that means she did everything that God wanted her to do she was a little impatient because she wanted to go now but just like everyone told her that was up to God even her son who's not with the Christian faith right now told her that's up to God not you in other words take you until it's time but when he takes you that means everything that you were supposed to do on earth was accomplished 
You know, there's some people that talk about we get killed early or we die early. I don't know if that's true or not because the Bible says that he would take us when it's our time. God knows the way we're going to live our life. God knew that before we even was created. And he has a plan. And he gave you that plan. He knew you when you was going to die. When he saw you, a little thing, in your dad's and mom's womb. He knew exactly how long you were going to live and how you were going to die. And he gave you that mission accordingly. And he brought people in your life accordingly to that way. So you shouldn't feel that you didn't live, get things undone. My mother-in-law did not want to start a new thing. She was bored laying in that bed. And because me and my wife couldn't be there every second of the day. Because we had things we had to do. The running the household. Me running the church here. Getting my ministry going. Doing the podcast. And let me tell you something. I tried to get her to do more word finds. I tried to get her to study the word. I tried to get her to do that. I even tried to offer maybe we can figure a way to get the TV in there. And she said no because she finished up everything that she wanted to do. And that's the way she wanted it done. So she laid there bored, waiting for God, talking to God. But nothing else started. But let me tell you something, saints. We could have finished what she started. Now, some of this work that God might have had was just maybe planting seeds. Now it's my delight, my turn, Ruth's turn, your turn, other people's turn. Because we never know with these people that touch who's going to end up in front of you. That Because this is a small world after all. Some of the stuff that she planted could be coming in front of you. You could be finishing what she started. I could be finishing what she started. My wife could be finishing what she started. My brother-in-law, even though he's not with the Lord right now, could be finishing what she started one day. But let me tell you something, saints. I do know this. Yes, it hurts us that they're gone. And we should cry. We should grieve for them. But we also, when we're grieving, should realize that she's in a better place. She's seeing heaven. My grandma often talks to me about death of the loved ones and how she gets jealous because she sees Jesus before her. Because my grandma's ready to go too. But God's not done with her. And let me tell you something, saints. That's what we got to realize. But when they do go, we got to realize they're with Jesus. They're okay. They're happy if they're serving the Lord. And that's the way we need to look at believers dying. That they are saved and everything is going to work out for God's glory in those situations. Oh, hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, help us take this message of this Bible study. Help us apply it to our lives, to our own grieving, Lord. Because we, some people probably listening to the sound of my voice have lost someone recently. Just like me and my wife and her brother and her family. And I got people on my side we just lost recently, too, still. And, Lord, we just ask you to help us 
if they were Christians, they realize they're with you and you're going to take care of them. They're looking down on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What an awesome Bible study that was. We'll be right back after these messages for our God Teaches Us in a Different Way segment. We'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Come bless the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which stands by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord come bless the Lord oh hallelujah come bless the Lord all ye servants of the Lord which stands by night in the house of the Lord lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord come bless the Hallelujah. Thank you for dealing with me for this minute of 35 seconds. God just brung it on my heart to sing that song before we came out of the commercial break. And he wanted me to keep singing as we took over. As we went back online. Live. Let me tell you something, saints. The Lord needs to come bless us and bring us through. We need to lift up our hands and praise Him for it in His holy place. And that's what our loved ones are doing right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart in this Bible study. I mean, in this podcast of episode 55, we're going to be looking at our 
God teaches us in a different way segment. And as a story, it's supposed to be July 18, 2021. But God's given it to us now. And it says, this is from the live, a weekly journal of practical Christian living. And the main story out of this thing is called, Help Those in Need. So let's read. It's a true story by Catherine J. Crawford. It says, Late one evening, my husband responds to the knock on our parsonage door. Pastor, I need help. Tina, a woman new to our church, said Gary invited her in. In a few minutes, we learned she and Rich, the father of two teen boys, who attend our youth group plan to be married the following week. The problem is we are moving into a house Rich inherited. No one has lived there for five years. It's a mess and we don't have the money to repair anything. We learned the dampness had caused the ceilings paint to hang in strips. Mold had crept into the walls. Some rooms were down to late late and pastor they did not have enough furniture after she spoke we prayed with Tina Gary assured her we would continue to pray for her family in bed Gary and I mowed over the couple's problem we have always had a decent place to live he said sometimes smaller than what we wanted but we never faced a house like Rich and Tina wish we had enough money to help them I said but hon how can we tell Tina we will pray without becoming physically involved that sounds like work Gary rolled over but you preached the sermon from James yeah I know we both knew the scripture suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food no clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give the person any food or clothing. What good does that do? James 2.15-16 through 16. Yes, we don't know. We both knew the scripture well. Gary had preached more than one sermon from the passage. I had taught the lesson in Sunday school class and women Bible study groups. The next day, we mowed over the reasons we could do anything to help Rich and Tina. But after prayer, we came up with a plan. We began calling our church families. Do you have any leftover paint? Color doesn't matter. We will dump it all together. Whichever whatever call we share Rich and Tina's situation, ask for prayer for their family. By the end of the week, we had gathered several partial and full gallons of paint. Not enough, we called a large church in a near, near neighboring town for more paint. By Sunday, we had not only paint, but curtains and furniture. In the service that morning, Gary asked for volunteers. On Monday, a crew arrived with scrapers and paintbrushes and ladders. While two men mixed the paint, others started scraping ceilings cleaning walls and scrubbing floors. Oh no, I look into the five gallon bucket of paint. Oh, 
no, no matter what the men dumped in the resort, were shades of green. From pea green in one bucket to emerald green four buckets away. Hun, no one wants an all green house, I whisper. The paint mixers look frustrated. It is what it is, some bun said. When Tina walked into the room, Tina, I sure hope you like green, Gary said. I'm Irish, she grinned. I love green. When a crew in each room, my creative friends, Bev, and I looked into the large hallway leading upstairs to the boys' room. What can we do here, Bev, looking at the forgery, flowers, wallpaper, hanging in strips, a few weeks ago, I bought bolts of fabric on sale. Can we flank and can we, she grinned at me. We can hang it like wallpaper using staples and have the, the guys cutting, mowing, and a baseboard to cover the staples. The two of us giggled at our brilliant idea. Each day, a crew showed up to work. Some donated a few hours, and others returned every day. Before we tackled the work for the day, we prayed together, not only for Rich and Tina and the boys, but for each one involved in the project, too. Several from the communities, those who didn't attend our church, heard about the renovation and joined us. Gary, the self-appointed crew foreman, knows too many as a man with great sense of humor. He also, the preacher, used break time to make memories of laughter, and he always found a way to share a Bible lesson at the end of the week. The dilapidated building sprinkled with new life, the grossy candy apple green ceiling brought cheerfulness to each room. Someone came up with enough white and cream paint to tone down the green and give the walls a thing, a cabinet a clean clean and freshly painted kitchen table and chairs along with the forest green floors look new and those walls in the hallway leading upstairs a flowery orange and yellow floor lifted fabric covered the walls cover all the flaws. Now of now of this would have had this would have happened if Tina had not asked if she and Rich were too embarrassed to let us know their needs. None of this would ha have happened if those in our community had said, I'm sorry, I might need to paint that paint in my garage next year. None of this would have ever happened if people, even those who did not know Rich, Tina, and their boys, have said sorry, don't have time. It is, it is, it is truth that some didn't have time. It is true that a few didn't have pain to donate. It is true some did not care. But God took the offering of those leftovers, brought beauty to an old house, and planted seeds of hope in a family. The sparkling new tin terrier became a love story. 
not only because of Tina and Rich marriage the next week, but because at least 20 people touched their ceilings, walls, and floors. They prayed through every room in the house, and they cared enough to get involved in helping those in need. Let me tell you something, saints. God tells us to help those in need. I know they shared one scripture about not get, about getting involved, not getting involved when you should. But there's a scripture in the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. And I believe it's in all three. But if not, it's one. And it just says, When did you give me water to drink? When did you give me clothing? When did you come visit me in prison? When did you do this, do that? In other words, Jesus says, When you do these unto people like that, you're doing it unto me. When you donate the paint to them, they'll fix their house, you're donating that paint to me. You're donating your worker skills to that house, you're donating your skills to me. And Jesus, just like he did with the three fishes and two loaves, had enough to feed over a thousand people. And let me tell you something, saints. God can make that green paint. God make, can make that green white paint mixed together in fabric become a nice, lovely home. And that's what he did. And if he can make a mess like that come to life, he can take your life and bring it to you and clean you up too. Hallelujah. We'll be right back after these messages for our, for our prayer request segment and closing remarks. Hello everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 55. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I'm glad that I'm here today sharing this podcast with you. And we do got some, we just learned about helping those in need. And we do got some prayer requests of helping those in need. One of my family members, and I told you, my Aunt Janice passed away. And one of my cousins, her name is Margaret, is very, very, very an emotional person. And she hurts deeply. Still for her dad who died. I don't know exactly, it's been years, and she's still grieving for him, and now she's grieving for her mother, and she's crying out for help on Facebook, and, and people are hugging her, and trying, you know, with uh, saying hugs and kisses, and praying for her, and so we're going to pray for her, and we're going to pray for the family to get it together to have the funeral that they're supposed to have, for her mother, too, let's pray, dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to be with my Aunt Janice, Lord, my Aunt Janice's daughter, Margaret, Lord. I just ask you, Lord, help her with this grieving process and bring her through. Be with Margaret, Terry, and, Mar and, and Cheryl as they decide to do what's going on with this funeral, Lord. Help them realize that the, the brothers and sisters have a right to grieve with her, Lord, their sister, and get to see her one last time. Even if it's in the ashes, Lord, because she's been cremated. And Lord, I ask you to be a pastor Levi. I continue to touch his knee 
continue to heal him over this COVID recovery that he's going through, Lord. We ask you to be with my dad and his heart, Lord, with this, uh, with this aneurysm on his aorta. We just ask you, Lord, to take it away or stop it from growing, Lord. You can do this, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my Aunt Evelyn, Lord, as she gets ready to go to the nursing home for for therapy, Lord. Just ask you to live thing, go the way you want there, Lord. And we just ask you, let this be a beautiful week in you. And we ask you all this in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for listening to God's Internet Church Podcast, for following it. If it's been a blessing to you, I ask you to share it with your friends and have them start joining and listening too. Because there's people, Christians and non-sinners alike, that needs the word from the Lord, that needs God's help. So, just share it with them. On that note, I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, your host, saying thank you for listening. Be good to one another, love one another. Hold each other up and be safe. See you tomorrow around the same time. I'd like to say God bless you. See you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, saying have a good week. Good day.